if you take care of your gut health and you poop well, you should be proud. <laughs> All right, we're back with another episode of Food in the Hood. Yeah, that's right. And today we're talking about something that we all care a lot about: <laughs> our gut <laughs> and our poop and our gut health. <laughs> yeah, this isn't an episode of talk shit, but really exactly talking we're about literally shit. talking about <laughs> shit. So don't listen uh-huh. to this episode if you're eating. <laughs> Yeah, it might not be the best idea. Might might not be the best <laughs> episode to listen to. And yeah.、Um, so, the appropriate name, <laughs> by the way, <laughs> for this episode would be、uh, "Gut Microbiome and Healthy、That's、Foods、right. Per Se." That's right. right. Yeah,、mm-hmm. like walking to any grocery store today, I feel like you know you're gonna see a lot more kimchi. You're gonna see tempeh, fermented soy. You're gonna see kombucha, kefir. It's everywhere. Yes. So. All kinds of、uh, fermented foods. Well, not all. First is like a disclaimer here, right? So not all fermented foods contain live bacteria.、Mm-hmm. So things to, in order for things to be claimed probiotic, you have to at least have like live microbes in them. Right, because sometimes、right. they pasteurize it. Well, you know.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, it happens a lot in you know Asia. Yeah, a lot then- of the、uh, fermented. Beverages are fermented milk. Beverages、right. are pasteurized afterwards. So, so you still is, get like the sour tangy taste. You still get all of that, but the culture is dead, basically. But、mm-hmm. you know, what's funny is I talked to a microbiologist about this. But even if you're drinking、yeah. dead culture, like even if you're drinking good bacteria that is dead, it still has an effect on you.、Um, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know the exact mechanism, but you know, yeah.、Hmm. I, but it kind of makes sense, right? Like interesting. I'm guessing is that because of like the pH and the well, well, not、I'm, really. Not 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 necessarily the pH, but just because you're providing、dead. more optimized、uh, metabolites for that's possible. That's for, possible for um for your own gut microbe.、Yeah. I think that's totally possible. Maybe before the、uh-huh. bacteria was killed, it produced certain metabolites that's helpful for you anyway.、Um, but I don't know if like the actual physical matter of the dead bacteria also does something. But、mm-hmm. uh, so actually, on that point, when we were planning this episode, Ben and I were talking, and this is just another one of those episodes where we kind of venture into the realm of microbiology. <laughs> Yeah, Which, like we're not authoritative on this topic at all. One hundred percent, no. We're like right. more. If you're talking about like spectroscopy, yeah, <laughs> calibrations, making yeah. a model for those AI, things, AI,、like, machine we're, learning. We're, we're we're pretty good at those. <laughs> And then when it comes to microbes, we're just like,、mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is like a very solid、mm, moment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like a long.、Mm. Oh、um, yeah. Yeah, but what's what's interesting about microbes is, you know, they live in our guts, they live on our skin, they live on in our hair.、Uh, we're talking about the microbes that live in our guts specifically today, and there's actually a lot of them. There's about two kilograms of microbes、uh, on average in our guts, which is you know about the weight of a human brain.、Um, two kilograms, so that's、yeah. what like five pounds. About four, five four pounds. Four and a half pounds. Yeah, yeah, four to five pounds. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's. I mean, my first reaction when you told me that was like, <laughs> was was that on a dry basis? Yeah. <laughs> how do you 
How do you calculate that? I know he asked、uh, a very nerdy but important question.、Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know who came up with this figure,、um, but it probably involved. I mean, we're talking about this just now, and I just said, you know, someone probably took like a, like like a section or someone's guts. You know, hopefully it's a dead person's body and not like a live person's body.、Um, mm-hmm. Probably took out like a like a one inch. By one inch patch,、um, did a colony count or something, and came up with a number and extrapolated. Extrapolated, yeah, yeah, to the whole gut. Like we we have no idea how this actually works. So whoever knows can、mm-hmm. enlighten us. But that's our that's our best guess.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there are a lot of bacterial cells in our body. Yeah, there's、right? more there bacterial is- cells than human cells in our bodies. Yeah, which is and and like this this is the thing is I feel in popular culture. Bacteria is a bad thing.、Mm-hmm. Like many things, like for example, if you have like a Clorox sanitizer, it says、yeah. like kill ninety nine point nine percent of bacteria. Right. And and the the connotation of bacteria is always negative. Yeah. But in fact, they're so close to us that that they're in inside of us. <laughs> they're inside of us. They're everywhere.、Yeah. They're on us, and they're inside of us, and they do a lot for us too. Yeah. So this yeah. is. I, I feel like this is in general a.、Um, I don't know what. What do you say? That like a transformation of understanding in the recent ten, fifteen、mm-hmm. years or so. Like a paradigm shift in public consciousness. That yeah, exactly could be good for exactly. you. Exactly. And you、yes, might want to pay money to buy like twenty billion, you know, bacteria in a yogurt. Like people pay good、mm-hmm. money for that. So. Yes. Yes. And I feel like people are now more open. Like just in general, when you mentioned, you know, going to a grocery store and there are so many health claims now, as opposed to just the、um, people look at claims just as much as、um, to some extent flavor and、um, price tag.、Mm-hmm. Right. Of course, those things need to go well too. Yeah. Yeah. But. In general, it's it's like a it's like a fair fair thing to say that many、yeah. people shop based upon health. Definitely, I think the average、mm-hmm. consumer today, and especially younger consumers and millennials, definitely pay attention to health claims. Definitely look at the nutrition label a bit more. Go through the ingredient list a little bit more.、Um, so there's really this push for you know including more healthy foods in our diets. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, you know, when I walk, when I first came to U.S. six or seven years ago, and I went into, you know, like Target or Cubs Food, it was really hard for me, or even like a, any other grocery store, it's really hard to find kimchi if you're not in an Asian grocery store, right?、Mm-hmm. But I know、yeah. that the Target on Ohio State campus, like they sell kimchi and they sell other fermented things as well, not not just sauerkraut,、yeah. you know. So I feel like there really has been.、Um, On the、There's、market level, there has been、yeah. a shift. Yeah, and this is because of consumer demand, right? right. Not that shops just want to sell more of those things. Right, but I wonder、yeah. also, like, how that demand, like, how did the consumers even become more aware of like the health benefits that these foods bring? It's really interesting to think about, like, where、mm-hmm. where did it originate? You know, can we really pinpoint the p- single point of origin? Um, I don't know, but like, of course, you know, cheese and yogurt being the two OG dairy fermented foods has、mm-hmm. been on the Western diet or the 
U.S. diet, general U.S. diet for a very long time. Yeah. Um, but but like the recent type of you know live culture, of course,、uh, you know in in various type of fermented foods now, it's not just in dairy.、Mm-hmm. Um, that you you just have these type of、um, I don't know consumer preference in general、mm-hmm. towards fermented foods. Yeah, I think people are a lot more、uh-huh. open to it.、Um, definitely. Yeah, and it contain great flavor, and it can plant. It contain you know complex flavors. That's right. Right.、Yeah. That that's very difficult to produce from、mm-hmm. you know other sources. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Like,、mm-hmm. I mean, just adding vinegar to straight up milk, it's hard to replicate kefir、um, by doing that. Right.、So. No. There's no way. Like. It, like people will be able to tell the difference. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I think、mm-hmm. people also like the idea of, I mean, like fermentation is something that has been done for a long time throughout ancient human history. It's been a、mm-hmm. crucial part of a lot of different diets in all, all throughout civilization.、Um, so I think there's also a little bit of that. People feel like, oh, we're going back to you know, like the ho- home brew, handcrafted in a basement, kind of. Like there's that、yeah. appeal of fermented food as well.、Mm-hmm. Like even though okay, most of it is done in like industrial size vats, but who who cares? Yeah, <laughs> people, well, that's not what people imagine. Yeah.、Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, but what what、um, what really brings up is that you know a lot of these fermented food that contains live bacteria interacts with our gut microbiome for、um, for good and bad reasons,、mm-hmm. right? A lot of them are. Positively contributing to our gut health, and、um, in the recent five years or so, gut health as a whole has been a very, very、um, great topic just by、um, in, in science.、Right? It's a really heavily researched yeah,、uh, area yeah. now,、uh, compared to maybe <clears throat> excuse right, me, compared、right. to ten、uh, or twenty years ago. Yeah, and I not just in the sense of food in the whole medical world. I think people are seeing how gut health is linked to you know mental health,、uh, to depression and anxiety. How gut health is linked to a lot of the modern you know diseases that we see today. There's a there there has been a lot of initiatives, I guess. To right, people are talking about、uh, the popular、um, new term is the gut brain axes. Yeah.、Connection. So like how yeah, gut yeah, and yeah. brains are、mm-hmm. connected, and how you know our gut health is、uh, it's essentially part of our immune system, right? So it does a lot of、yeah. more than just a bunch of microbes living in our body, and they do have functions, and those functions are very、right. important to us. Right. Right. And I think there's also a lot of studies on. How our modern diet today is actually very uniform in the type and diversity of bacteria that could be present, and as a result, if you look at the gut microbiome、mm-hmm. that we have versus maybe a hunter-gatherer tribe that lives in the Amazon, right? We're gonna have less diversity than they do because the foods no, that we we're eat totally are so different shit. You know, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But、uh, uh-huh. like not just different, but、right. less variety, right? If we like look at our diet, like corn, wheat,、um, even a type of corn is mostly the same type of corn. They go through the same process, and it, 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 even just looking at yogurt, okay? Like take yogurt for instance. A lot of the commercial yogurt brands they use the strains that they use, right? Is very standardized.、Mm-hmm. 
right? Compared to two hundred years ago, you know, like the type of uh, bacterial culture found in your your yogurt versus like maybe Mark、mm-hmm. who lives, you know, three blocks away, like could be very different. So that's also uh huh. That's, that's like your、uh, having your own、yeah. um, starter dough or. Yeah, yeah, your own starter culture that people、mm-hmm. really yeah,、prize. that's that that still happens a lot for、um, other type of fermented foods like in sourdoughs, yeah, like bread and certain cheese for sure、yeah. has that.、Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, the reason I bring that up is because I was reading this article about、um, Mongolian like dairy、mm-hmm. products and. People really prize their starter culture a lot. They tend to it. They take care of it. They nurture it, and the you know like from family to family because they have different cultures. The dairy products、Taste、that are、different. fermented、ah. also taste different. So you go to your neighbor's house and you you know sit down for a glass of whatever. It's gonna be very different from interesting, make, which is yeah for sure, right? And you even have a bigger news about Mongolians' gut structure. Oh yes. Okay. So, well, we're both、uh, Asian, and I know that there's a stereotype that a lot of Asian people are lactose intolerant. I feel like, I feel like for the most part, my friends who are Asians don't really have that problem, except for like a couple. But anyway, <laughs> the point is, Mongolian people—if you look at、uh-huh. their genome—about one in twenty of them don't have. Um, the genes that code for the enzyme lactase to digest lactose.、Hmm. So technically, you would assume that they're lactose intolerant, right? But the, the but the, the, modern, the funny thing is by the modern their, diagnostic techniques. Right, modern diagnostic technique would test for like the presence of, you know, genes that code for lactase, etc. And you know, you would think that they're lactose intolerant, but a huge part of their diet is made up of dairy products. For Mongolians.、Um, for for Mongolians, I'm trying to find the article what which I read,、um, but essentially, in certain times of the year, you know, up to forty or fifty percent of your diet, a calorie intake, can come from dairy products,、mm-hmm. which is a lot. Like someone with lactose intolerance. Like that is just hell for them to like willingly、yeah. eat dairy products like that and suffer, right? So why are these people still, you know, drinking cow milk, reindeer milk, etc., and not having problems?、Um, they found out that it was because their gut microbiome contains certain bacteria that can help them digest lactose into, you know, what is it? Galactose and glucose. Yes. So, so they don't have. The bloating issues or the GI issues that other、mm. people have. Yeah, right. So this is fascinating of a story to really think about that. You know, really, human genome isn't just about human, like like the human itself, right? It's not the、mm-hmm. genes that encodes、um, your 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 own protein, but also the genes of the bacteria. Yeah. That that inside of you. Right, they help us digest things. They probably produce metabolites. They're good for us.、Mm-hmm. Like there's so much they do that we still don't know. Totally, yeah, and and this is why this topic is so interesting、um, for for anybody,、yeah. right? And this is heavily researched、uh, in in a health science world.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 
I think we had a professor back in college who told us, who kind of introduced to our class the whole issue of fecal transplant. Uh-huh. So yeah. in the medical world, sometimes, you know, when people have really bad irritable bowel syndrome or they have GI issues that cannot really be resolved, some people as a last resort turn to fecal transplant. Do you want to tell them what it is? Sort of give them an overview. Uh, like fecal transplant. Yeah, well, I mean, you can essentially... I, I mean, I mean, you, you can just, just like bone marrow transplant per se, right? So you can, you can get a donor's fecal sample and to uh, essentially inject into the patient and, yeah. and to therefore uh, reestablish and rebuild the uh, GI tract microbiome. Right. Mm-hmm. The idea is hopefully these uh, bacteria from the donor that could maybe help you could could maybe not colonize but kind of proliferate a bit more in your gut, so that you can be healthier. In that sense. Yes. Totally. Um. Yeah. So. So in well, in some in some degree, right? If we're thinking about this whole thing, your, I mean, your gut health is basically an it's an asset of you, right? It really is. It just like it really is. It's just like low heartbeats. Like if you have yeah. very good yeah, yeah, yeah. Heart, like low heartbeats, it means that you're <laughs> you're like in a good shape. It's something that you should be proud of. Exactly. It's like it's something that you like. Oh, you should feel like, oh, look at me. My gut is great. Yeah. Like that's something that people should like feel proud of. Yeah. Like I have for. no issue of. <laughs> You know, I have no gut issues. You know, like if you eat well, you poop well, you poop regularly. Yeah, and, and everything like, goes down smooth. Yeah, like give yourself a tap on the back, man. Yeah, be like, <laughs> be like, this is this is great. I'm in a great shape. <laughs> yeah, like you know, people who are really proud of their six pack because they go to the gym. Yeah, <laughs> if you take care of your gut health and you poop well, yeah. you should be proud. Yeah, exactly. It's it's the same thing, right? It's it's just all one aspect of measuring good health. I mean, yeah, uh-huh. totally. And the thing with fecal transplant too is a lot of times it works. Uh, a mm-hmm. lot of time people do get better, and. Um, it's considered a low-risk sort of procedure. People feel grateful for it a lot of times. But there's also, I think there was one case where someone actually passed away after a fecal transplant. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a 73-year-old man, and I think this happened at the Massachusetts General Hospital, but he actually died after a fecal transplant, and they found out that it was because the fecal material contained a rare type of E. coli, so from the donor from the donor huh. interesting so like so, i guess well huh i don't know so the sort of the preventative control would be that yeah. <laughs> you like get the fecal sample and sequence it before you put into the the, the patient but, but also the fecal sample probably contains hundreds of different um types of you know, bacteria. Yeah, it how, depends on which you level you go. That? Yeah, right, right. Uh-huh. Or is there a way to test for high risk bacteria, so like E. coli or Salmonella? Um, mm-hmm. Like, can you test? T- can you test for um, virulent strains that are bad for hmm. you? Yeah, you know, and like some of those strains are unknown till right. it kills people. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, but that's the thing. It didn't kill the donor, but it、right. killed the old man.、Mm-hmm. So、yeah. it also, you know, brings into the question of, like, sometimes when it comes to gut microbiome, it's not so simple, straight and cut out, right? It's not like, oh, I have A, A is good. Let me give A to you, and you'll be good too,、mm-hmm. right? There's so many complex interactions happening that we don't understand. Yeah.、Um, exactly, and a lot of it needs to be. I mean, it, it it's been done by, I th- I think just overall your lifestyle, right? Like how you live, has a huge impact on what your gut microbiome would look like.、Mm-hmm. And people、yeah. have been doing a lot of, you know, I don't know how you like restructuring or reconstructing your、uh, gut microbiome by eating、um, healthy, eating a lot of probiotics, prebiotics,、mm-hmm. and.、Um, mm-hmm. Do we want to get into that? Maybe talk through a few of the products. Yeah, sure. Since this is a、Do、podcast a of,、um, since this is a podcast <laughs> about food. Yeah.、Uh-huh. Oh, that's that's interesting. You mentioned that they're trying to rebuild their gut. I think I read this study like a couple years back. It's a little fuzzy, so I might not remember all of it. But it was saying that these people from Western industrialized countries. Who moved to live with a hunter-gatherer tribe?、Mm-hmm. They measured their gut microbiome before they moved and after they started living with the tribe. What they found was, even though you know, after、uh, moving there, they adopted the tribe's practices, diets, all of that stuff.、Mm-hmm. What they found was,、um, the kids, right? The kids definitely their gut microbiome changed. There was more. There were more diverse bacteria in their guts that close, like that. That kind of mirrors what the kids had. Kids who grew up in those tribes,、mm-hmm. but for the adults, it was a little bit different. Theirs didn't have a, as much of a change. And sometimes, once you lose that bacteria from your gut, like it's gone. Hmm. So you can't make so, it up. Well, this is not a blanket statement for all bacteria, but they found that kids are able to better kind of pick it up、mm-hmm. from the、oh, food and the environment yeah, versus yeah, yeah. adults. That's why,、um, right. yeah, the same professor who taught us、mm-hmm. about told us about、uh, fecal transplant also were happy when his toddler,、uh, maybe like a two year old,、oh, to lick a back of a slipper <laughs> at his home. <laughs> Right. Wait, wait, wait. That actually happened. I, well, he told the story. I didn't know if it actually、oh、happened, but like he, he was like, he was like, yeah. Oh,、uh, and his wife was a nurse, right? So his his、right. wife was freaking out, be like, stop doing that. But he was like, yeah, this kid is getting his um establishing his gut microbiome. <laughs> he's like, let the kid lick the slipper. He's just boosting his immune system. Yeah,、Don't、exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's funny.、Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean. That that probably has something to do with it too. I wonder if like all these modern diseases we have in this day and age is because we live in such a clean, sanitary environment.、Mm-hmm. You know, like we don't play with dirt. <laughs> yeah, I played with dirt a little bit when I was a kid, but you know, my my younger sister definitely doesn't play with dirt. Yeah, right. So this is the thing is, and 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 then it becomes the problem when you know, are those gut healthy foods、um, effective? Or how are we measuring its effectiveness?、Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Do you have to like 
how many clinical studies do you have to run, or what is the scope of the clinical study you have to run to be able to say that okay, you know what, my yogurt with this amount of life culture, this amount of colony forming units mm-hmm. is going to give you better gut health if you consume it. Because I think a lot of studies have also shown that you know for the period where you're consuming that food, you do experience some health benefits, but once you stop. The health right. benefits also go away. Right. So is this so, like a tab that you have to constantly turn on, or it, right. it's just like a one-time deal that can be right, established? Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And and uh, also there are more focus on like uh, kombucha, kefir, um, you know, sort of on the fermented, fermented um, dairy side, and also yakord. Mm-hmm. Right. Yakord is like a OG. <laughs> probiotics that you can take wait like like yeah 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 the little the little oh, thing okay okay right. okay um so so those things were like common but then if you think about like fermented vegetables like kimchi and um you know sauerkraut like what are what are some hypes about them like i, I feel like in terms of like product innovations in the food domain there are more focus into drinks than like solid foods for fermenter products at least yeah right right. yeah i think i mean i think the thing is with fermented beverages it might just be easier for people to accept because a lot of fermented beverages are similar in the sense that there's that sour tanginess there's that extra flavor that comes from fermenting Mm -hmm. so like the format is already familiar to people who you know have you know, try kefir or yogurt drinks. But then when it comes to the food domain, there's so many different things that you can ferment, right? Yeah, you like even just look at anything. just look at kimchi. Anything. Like yeah. You can ferment kimchi as, you know, cabbages or, you know, um, you could also do radish kimchi, mm-hmm. right? And the texture would be completely different. So because there's so many different food matrices you can play with, I think that consumer acceptability when you try to venture outside of what they're familiar with, it might, you know, it might take a little longer for people to become familiar with it um, to the point where they're willing to try it out. Yeah. So beverage might just be like the easiest format to reach people. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I I thought so too. Like at least, but, but that's also a potential market that you can grow, right? So, oh, so yeah. like probiotic food in, sure. the, in the solid food domain. Yeah, um, yeah, like beyond sauerkraut. Um, beyond sauerkraut? <laughs> <laughs> like instead of beyond meat and beyond sauerkraut. <laughs> like, there's there's got to be some beyond component in a Food in the yeah, Hood yeah. episode. <laughs> <laughs> I feel uh, like we always bring them in. Like they should just start sponsoring me at this point. <laughs> I'm, like a, I'm like a YouTuber who just casually name drops beyond. Yeah, um, all right. Yeah uh well that's cool i mean we're just gonna keep this concise about gut microbiome uh mm -hmm. is there anything else that you want to talk about for one of the best sauerkraut (laughs) i highly recommend cleveland kraut (laughs) Uh uh-huh so yeah we'll include this in the in the notes yes i don't know if they sell this outside ohio i eat this in ohio a lot but the cleveland kraut um kind of caraway flavor the best so good mm. i put it on everything got it it's wonderful interesting yeah i might i might need to try it out i've not yeah, had it yeah mm-hmm. yeah 
cool. Yeah, I think that's that about wraps up our episode. Yeah. So, do we want to do the food, what, what? Uh, new food product thing? Oh, okay. You can, you、uh, can talk about Lacalome. <laughs> Oh yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. So for people who haven't listened to our previous episodes, at the end of each episode, we kind of talk about you know most recent food products that we have tried,、um, that we found interesting, etc. So did you have any this week, Ben? Uh yes, I have one that I can share. Mhm. So I had a Budweiser seltzer, the hard seltzer, a Budweiser. Oh. Um, okay. By the way, but、uh, like hard hard seltzer is like a thing right now, right? So you have what is hard, hard what is hard seltzer? Okay, what is seltzer and then what is hard seltzer? <laughs> <laughs> so seltzer, it's it's essentially you know you can think about it as like、uh, sparkling water type of thing, but it's、okay. flavor, right? Well, no, not really.、Yeah. Like seltzers could be on flavor too,、um, but like hard seltzer, it's、uh, sparkling water seltzer, like plain seltzer. Um, dosed with alcohol. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the alcohol is an addition, or is a natural? It's natural. It's a it's addition. So so it's it's a it's essentially a sparkling,、um, fruity cocktail. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like you're getting seltzer at brunch, but you want to be a little bit drunk, a little tipsy, so you get a heart seltzer instead. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It's it's okay, it's okay. like, I don't know how. Have you not have a heart seltzer? I guess you don't drink that、I've, often. I don't drink that often,、right. and also I've never even heard of a heart seltzer until you told me about oh, it. Oh, really? They're they're everywhere.、Yeah. Like, go、really? go check out the grocery store. They're, they're like okay eating up some of the beer shelf space. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and now beer companies have their own version of、uh, heart seltzer. Of course, yeah. It's kind of like, like Chobani <laughs> having their plant based yogurt. Yeah, and it sounds. But like, how did you like the product? And it also sounds like bubbly. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I tried the mango flavor, and actually, you know, for some reason, it's very interesting how a lot of these seltzers are going for sort of the tropical flavor domain,、mm-hmm. right? Because this thing is essentially purely formulated food. There's no fermentation involved. The、uh, mm-hmm. base and flavors are、um, pretty synthetic <laughs> in one way. Right, well, well,、mm-hmm. well under control of from the manufacturer. So the profile、right. was it's actually not a bad product. I I enjoyed it.、Uh, I'm not a very big seltzer drink, hard seltzer drinker, per se,、mm-hmm. just because you know I like beer more.、And、this is like kind of the two categories are going head to head. Right, and it it seems like people normally pick a camp. You're either in the in the hard seltzer domain or you're in the Uh, more of the beer domain, right? So I'm、mm-hmm. I'm definitely more into beer than hard seltzers, but that was. I'm a, guessing the flavor is also quite different. Oh, it's, it's totally to it's totally different. Convince beer drinkers to drink only hard seltzer. Right, but then the alcohol content is similar. It's kind of a, like a easy、right. light drink,、um, like a more fun, fun and fruity drink. Yeah. Right. So.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's good. I、mm. um. You you know I've seen the ads, they've advertised a lot like during Super Bowl and oh really yeah they like throw a lot of like my Twitter feed was、um, bombarded by 
the Bats- huh. Budweiser seltzer. I might have to try it out. Yeah. I don't I don't like drink that much alcohol uh, usually. They're because, everywhere. Because though. Asian flush. Like, yeah. But I, I might try that out. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'll look for it next time I'm in a grocery store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have to find someone to split it with because <laughs> I'm not drinking all of that alone. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's my story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was, I think I talked about this, but I didn't tell you guys my experience trying it. But uh, it was the La Colombe coffee. Did I talk about this in the last episode? Why do I get deja vu? I don't know what you talked about last episode. I, I can't remember. Well, Ben edits all the episodes, so I feel like he has a clearer memory than I do. I don't think you talked about uh, this. Okay, so La Colombe is a coffee shop. And if you, you know, they, they sell coffee, but they also sell canned coffee. So you can buy it from their cafes. And uh, a really famous one is called Draft Latte. And I, I'm guessing they have a couple of different flavors. Mm-hmm. But uh, the whole idea is uh, it's a really thick coffee that, and the part of the reason that it's thick is because it has nitrogen gas bubbles, I think, infused into it. So it's... It's supposed to make it creamier and frothier. Um, and I tried it and it really does taste a little bit like that. It's like thicker than I imagined it would be. And it was really good, actually. Like as someone who doesn't drink coffee a lot, I might not be like yeah, <laughs> allowed to a, say this. You're such a low <laughs> commitment. Low, com- uh, I don't know how you say this. Like a very, you're not a beverage. Pure lifestyle. Yeah, you're not a beverage <laughs> consumer. Don't drink alcohol, don't drink tea, don't drink caffeine. I'm all you're about like, like tap water. water. You're like a water purist. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, exactly. I'm like a Puritan. Uh-huh. Brita, please. <laughs> Brita Filter, you can sponsor me if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I, I live your lifestyle. Yeah. I literally live it. I don't just say it. Oh, my God. Um, but so because I don't really drink coffee, I shared it with like a couple of my coworkers. Mm-hmm. Because one tiny can, like this is a small can, had about... I think 170 milligrams of caffeine or something, which is like two and a half cups of coffee, which is a lot. Mm-hmm. But they really liked it too. The texture was creamy. The mouthfeel was really good afterwards. Um, but I think the thickness might not necessarily come from the nitrogen gas bubbles, but from the gums that they use. Huh. Either way, huh. it was a good experience. Yeah. So you think is a because um, that's their signature. Well, that's what they market themselves as. Yeah, right? right. So you think it's a, well, I guess it makes sense, right? You you have some more like heavier bubble, right? Essentially, nitrogen right. is heavier, so it's more stable. The but then you also have mm-hmm. some type of stabilizer in there. Yeah, I uh-huh. mean, it's, it might be just like a combination of both. Yeah, but it was good. Okay, I liked it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Probably won't drink it again because it's too much <laughs> caffeine for me. But uh, okay. I, I did it for science. Right. I sacrificed. Cool. All right. Yeah. So this is the um, episode for today. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. And uh, if you have any questions, comments, uh, you can contact us at fihpodcast at gmail.com. Yep. And if you like us, give us a five-star review on whatever podcast app you're using. Uh, Well, we really appreciate it. All right. Thanks so much. Till next time. Okay, bye.